through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is identifying novel drug treatment options for osteosarcoma. My guest is Dr. Tomu Iwakuma. Uh, Dr. Iwakuma is the Director of Translational Laboratory Oncology Research at Children's Mercy. Dr. Iwakuma, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. So I know you were involved in uh, an important research study. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that study and what prompted you to do this? Sure. So uh, this uh, research is first supported by the Braydon's Hope and, and uh, related to the uh, novel uh, therapeutic uh, compounds uh, that can um, specifically kill the cancer cell, which is, in this case is osteosarcoma cells, lacking the most frequently mutated uh, human gene called P53, tumor suppressor P53. And so this study was specifically looking for uh, any, any multiple compounds that might be able to achieve your goals. Is that correct? Correct. So um, uh, the why I've been doing the osteosarcoma is I am originally an orthopedic surgeon in Japan. Then I have a clinical uh, practice by treating the patient with the osteosarcoma. Uh, the current therapeutic modality has a limitation. And uh, you, in, in the end, you know, aggressive osteosarcoma, you have no treatment option. So nothing you can offer to the patient. I really don't like that. Right, right. So I want to discover the novel strategy or novel compounds, novel drug that can kill the cancer cells, especially in my case, osteosarcoma. That is bone, most frequent uh, type of bone cancer, by the way. So when you were going into this research, when you decided that this was something you wanted to study, did you already have in mind some compounds that might be able to to work in this in, in this specific case of osteosarcoma or that is a great question actually this research initially started with Midwest Cancer Alliance collaboration with the uh, medical doctor hematology oncology doctor Dr. Joy Fulbright in Children's Mercy and then we wanted to find out a compound that specifically kill osteosarcoma cells, both canine and human osteosarcoma cells, but doesn't kill the normal non-tumor cells. So to do that, we started the uh, live chemical library screening, basically compound library screening. This library contains the many, many, many unknown and the known, including FDA-approved compound. Compound. So then we just did a death or alive screening. <clears throat> then we identify many of the potential candidates, which only kill the canine and the human osteosarcoma cells, but does not kill the non-tumor cells. That is 
in collaboration with high throughput screening core facility in KU. Once you were able to identify, I guess from that initial research, looking into that library of compounds, how many compounds are we talking about that you initially were looking at, and how many were you able to identify as candidates? Yeah, over hundred hundred fifty thousand compounds we start with. Wow! So then that's a, that's we a lot end of work. up to the <laughs> right a lot of work, and <laughs> I have to give the credit to the high throughput core facility, you know. And then we pick up hundred seventy six compounds as candidate. Wow, one seventy six out of the one hundred fifty thousand. Correct. Where are you at with these 176 compounds? What's the next step to? So many validation pro- procedure, and we narrow down one compound. It's called a KU compound. So you've got you've 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 identified out of that initial 150,000 compounds, you've identified the KU compound. This is the one that is going to give what you believe to be the best therapeutic mm-hmm. outcome. Well, uh, yes, there's great potential, I would say. So uh, we confirm this KU compound only kill the cancer cells, but doesn't kill the normal cells. So eventually, we expand multiple, multiple osteosarcoma cells, uh, cell lines available. Then turns out this compound has only kills a certain population of the osteosarcoma cells. Even osteosarcoma cells, if these osteosarcoma cells carry the wild-type PFTC, this compound doesn't kill. Ah, okay. So normal cells always have wild-type PFTC. Right. Most of the time. So that's why it didn't, didn't kill. But even osteosarcoma cells, which has the wild-type PFTC, this compound doesn't kill it. But right. if a cell lacks the wild-type PFTC, this compound kills it. So this means this compound is cancer-specific. That is the most important part. Our body has wild-type PFTC, intact PFTC. Only cancer lose the wild-type PFTC activity. Right? Right. So this is a very so highly specific targeted correct. therapy that at least that's the potential. Right. Exactly. So then, you know, it's what is ideal. If you think about what is the ideal chemotherapy drug, you know, current chemotherapy drug kills both normal cells and cancer cells. But this drug, I expect it to only kill the cancer cells lacking P53 activity. While yeah. normal cells have the intact P53, that's why it doesn't kill. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So what, what, what you have found, or at least at least the, the potential compound, the KU compound, is one that is going to be very therapeutic, very efficacious, yet at the same time, right. going to keep side effects down, right? The, the toxicity Correct. is going to be lower. <laughs> With this side yes. effect is a keyword, yes. Yeah, that's exciting so news. now, it is exciting. 
And then the, I, I'm very excited about this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, what important things is how often cancer cells or osteosarcoma cells lose the P53 activity? So, recent genome-wide sequencing result, not our group's result, but the other groups shows that almost over 85% of osteosarcoma have some abnormalities in tumors in the tumor suppressor P53 gene. Mm-hmm. 85%. That's 85%. Very yeah, okay. Which is right. good, which, which means that gives you a large um, potential right. patient population you're going to be able to right. treat. Yeah, that's right. great. So, moreover, generally, as I said, P53 is the most frequently mutated uh, gene in human cancer. So over 50% of human cancer lose the P53 activity. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's all, that's P53, all cancer. That 50% is cancer. all cancer. Yeah. All cancer, even all cancer, 50%. So you would expect half of the patient to have benefit from this. Right. You know? I can if see why you're so excited. Works, <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, even this drug, this compound, could work for the other type of cancer. Right, right. Uh, As a part of my study, I I checked other type of cancer, head and neck cancer and liver cancer and colon cancer. It's like that. If the cell have a wild type 53, it's very hard to kill. But if cell lose the wild type 53, it start becomes sensitive. Right. right. Very nice. So it so, doesn't select the type of cancer. So, Doctor Iwakuma, let me ask you this then. Um, sure. Obviously, this is still at, you know, you're you're at the very basic science research phase of this. What what's your hope now? Where uh, it, this sounds like something we need yeah. to move into some clinical trials. Wait, what what do you see Absolutely. here? Give us a little. Give us your vision. Yes. So, um, our, this Braden's hope, uh, it really uh, supports our research to bring this compound to the clinical trials. So, then we checked this co- whether this compound has any, you know, stability, solubility, you know, and eff- efficacy in cells or even in bodies. So we found this compound, unfortunately, it metabolized very quick in the human body. Ah, uh, okay. So we now we understand which part of the structure, chemical structure, we need to modify. We know it now. We learned it. Okay. We know where is the breaking point. Where is the breaking point? Where we need to modify. We know that. Okay. And that's then going to help with the bioavailability of the KU compound. Exactly. It's going to help the bioavailability. It will be much more stable in our body and keep killing the cancer. That's our hope. Yeah. So, Dr. Iwakuma... Yes. Let me let me ask you. Uh, this is very exciting work, right? This is this is fascinating to me, and I'm glad that we've had a chance to talk. What has Thank some of this much. been pub? Has some of this been published yet or presented? 
No, uh, well, uh, we kind of briefly present in the last year the American Cancer Society, Research Society, AACR. Is there plans to publish? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there should be, right? You're very excited about this. This is a great finding. Right. And, and uh, I want to know why this drug only kills the mute P53 lacking cells, cancer cells. Yeah, interesting why question, right? Not, yeah. Right, why not killing the wild type 53 cells? Yeah, that's that's very I- intriguing and I look forward Dr. Iwakuma to to follow right. your research and, and see see where this sure. goes. Yeah. Yep. We do have some preliminary data. We have some idea, but once we confirm the uh, mechanism of action and uh, we we will publish probably in a year or so. That sounds that sounds fantastic. Dr. Iwakuma, right. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy. This is very impressive. I look forward to reading your publication on the KU Compound. And I want to thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.